0: Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin in The Marriage. With the conviction that marriage remains the most popular domestic arrangement between friendly people, NBC takes pleasure in presenting one of the most distinguished couples of the American theater, Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin, as Liz and Ben Marion, bringing you the love and laughter of The Marriage.
1: There are a number of occasions when I turn maudlin. Among them are weddings, new babies, and Christmas. My annual glow arrives sometime after Thanksgiving and becomes progressively more intense as December wears on. This year, it all came to a head late one night when Ben was trying to make our check stubs agree with the bank statement. Naturally, the bank was ahead. I
2: don't understand it, Liz. I can't make it balance.
1: In college physics, you used to multiply by Fenagler's constant.
2: Finnegler's which?
1: That's the number which you multiply by to get what you know is the right answer.
2: I'm afraid the Center Trust Company would take a dim view of Fenagler's constant.
1: So did our physics instructor.
2: Look at this collection of bills.
1: Oh, why do they always send them in those envelopes with windows? They always look as if they're sneering at you.
2: They are. Look at this electric bill. What are we running, the Tennessee Valley Authority?
1: You like your toast dark, darling.
2: Not that dark.
1: Oh, look, Ben, the next bill. A Christmas seal. Ben, I saw my first Santa Claus today.
2: Yeah, I didn't know they came as far south so early.
1: (laughs) Seriously, I was thinking about Christmas all day. All the things we used to do at home. Sleigh rides, church pageants, presents, having people just drop in.
2: I estimate people just dropping in at an average of 3 dollars and a half piece, $5 a couple. Oh, Ben, you
1: don't mean that. Uh,
2: of course not, darling. But we are stuck this month. Here. Here. Pete's dentist bill. What's he filling those cavities with? What? Never mind. I know. Gold.
1: Is it that bad? Yeah.
2: Every doctor in town suddenly decides he needs a little something extra for Christmas, so they all send bills.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking this afternoon. It would be so nice to have something extra for parties and really wonderful presents. So I went into Hunt's and applied.
2: For a loan? Hunt's is a department store.
1: No, for a job. They always put on extra people at Christmas.
2: Liz. Liz, are
1: you serious? Well, why shouldn't I? Pete and Emily are old enough now, and, well, I think it's a little exciting... While I was filling out the personnel form, I felt as if I were taking college entrance exams again.
2: I hate to think of you in that grind all day.
1: Oh, no, Ben. I walked through the store with all the holiday decorations going up, and I felt as if I were an important part of Christmas. I'll be in moderate perfume.
2: Don't they trust you with the uninhibited brands?
1: Moderate price, dear.
2: I still don't feel right about it.
1: Ben, look at it this way. Emily and Pete have to work to save up Christmas money. Why shouldn't I?
2: But a full-time job. It's
1: only for a month. It makes me feel 15 years younger. I've been studying the manual.
2: Manual? You you mean an employee's manual?
1: Oh, yes. You've got to know what to do in an emergency.
2: What kind of an emergency?
1: Well, uh, what to do if a woman starts to have a baby in the store.
2: Refer her to the infant's wear department?
1: (laughs) No. You send for the nearest elevator operator.
2: They have medical degrees?
1: (laughs) They get the store doctor. Oh, I do hope nobody has a baby in moderate perfume. I had a curious sense of excitement as I went through the employee's entrance at Hunt's the next morning at 8.30. I positively glowed with a combination of pride and pre-yuletide spirit as I punched my time card. Just before the store opened, Mister Jowett, the department buyer, called all the girls down to the big Christmas tree at the elevators.
3: Now, girls, girls. Oh yes, yes,
4: sir.
3: I believe we're all oriented on the mechanical details of sales slips, refunds, cash, and stock records. <coughs> but now, in the quiet before the, the storm. <laughs> I want especially to tell you temporaries that Christmas at Hunts is more than sales and commissions. Christmas at Hunts is here. Last year, in perfumes and cosmetics, we ran up a Christmas sales index of 79.8. You are amazed, of course. But let me warn you, hosiery was not far behind and coming fast. This year, we face stiff competition with the addition of men's sports shirts on the floor, we shall be hard put. Hard put. But I am confident that with our hardcore regulars and the spirited assistance of all you little extras, once again, when the dust is cleared and tally sheets are made out, up there, in accounting, like a boob and Adam, Perfumes and cosmetics will lead all the rest. I want you to know I have faith in you. By December 24th, hosiery and men's sports will know they've been in a fight.
4: All
3: right, places, places. Get out there and remember, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
5: Hello there. Hello. I'm Ruthie. Hello, Ruthie. I'm Liz. Jowett wasn't so bad this year. Does he do that every year? Oh, sure. You should have heard him in 51. Mrs. Harris from face powder was sick. Uh, silicosis or something. And he had us out there winning this one for her. It is kind of exciting, though, isn't it? I mean, all the Christmas spirit. <laughs> you bet. Jowett gets a bonus if the department beats out hosiery and men's sports shirts. <laughs> Look, honey, you mind if I give you a couple of tips? Well,
1: as a matter of fact, I've never worked on the floor before. When I was here before, I was a buyer. No kidding. Well, out
5: here, it's the law of the jungle. I know. I've had eight years of it since I was 16. You are a veteran. I got the scars to show. Well, here's our kennel. Look, Liz, you got to remember a customer is human. Deep down, they got weaknesses. When you spot it, move in fast. Get them before they get you. And push the door. Push the dog? Yeah, this stuff. Jowett bought a couple of dozen gross of this perfume, and it's overpriced 100%. And he wants it unloaded. There's a 1% commission bonus. What an interesting name. Essence. In French, it means gasoline. Well, we'll all be pushing this stuff, although most of it will be bouncing back for return. Why should it? (laughs) For one thing, it smells like a caramel popcorn store on Times Square. And for another, if you're not careful, the bottle breaks in your hand. Well, why sell it then? 1% bonus, baby. (laughs) Oh. Well. There's the warning bell. Dig your heels in and fight back.
1: You make it sound so desperate, <laughs> honey. When them customers get in here, it's every girl for herself. Kill or be killed. I wonder what would happen if I took a sort of Gandhi position, passive resistance. Oh, that's all right for machine guns or tanks, honey, but not for customers.
4: Oh, 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 oh my Merry Christmas.
5: What's that? Fargo and Joe. That fourteen foot Santa Claus by the elevator. He does that every minute and a half. Mm. You'll get used to it. Or you'll break. Oh,
4: ho, ho. Merry Christmas.
1: I must admit, I was a little tired that evening. As a matter of fact, I was exhausted. I kept hearing Foghorn Joe ringing in my ears every minute and a half. Oh, ho, ho. oh ho, Merry Christmas. I was glad to get home. I thought that here at least, with the children and my family, I could both drop my face in the warmth and humanity of Christmas.
2: Liz, look.
1: Up by the arches, Emily. Oh, easy now. Is this right, Mom? With my thumb. Very
2: soothing. Liz.
1: What did you say, then? Well,
2: I've got our Christmas list all organized.
1: Wonderful. I love just thinking about presents. Don't. Oh, Emily. Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. See,
2: I took all the names. I put them on lists. Here, look, Liz. Here they are. These are a dollar and a half. Two fifty, four dollars and six.
1: See,
2: I, I started by dividing everybody into categories and then downgrading across the board.
1: Oh Ben, efficient, eh? But you can't do that. You've got to think about each person.
2: I did. You think it's easy deciding whether your uncle Arnold is a two fifty or a four?
1: But that's so mechanical.
2: You mean you think he's really a dollar and a half?
1: Oh Ben, that's awful. You can't hang a price tag on Christmas. It spoils everything. It's the joy of giving, even to a stranger. Yeah. Well. You, you've got to think how you really feel about, well, Uncle Arnold.
2: Oh, I couldn't go that low.
1: Oh, seriously. Christmas giving should come from the heart.
2: Of course it should, darling. But we have got a budget. It just wouldn't be sensible to run into debt. Now, I've got a formula for working it all out based on seniority, relationship, and uh, value of their last year's gift to us.
4: Hey, Mom. What is it, dear? Emily isn't fair. What is it now? She won't tell me how much she's going to spend on my Christmas present. Why should she? So I know how much to spend on her.
2: What's the difference?
4: Look, Pop, money doesn't grow on trees.
2: I'm aware of that.
4: I have to work hard for my money.
1: I know, I know. You think it's easy shining your shoes? Pete, dear, um, don't you think you could get Emily a present because you... Well, because you just wanted to?
5: Sure, but I don't want to come out on the short end, Mom. I don't think it's fair to get me a present you'd have to get me anyway, like clothes. If I get a good, warm, sensible muffler, I'll scream. Listen, Emily. Give me a hint, huh? Under two dollars? Under three? It's something I need any time.
4: Liz.
2: Uh, Liz, do you consider cousin Harry a four dollar or a two fifty?
4: <laughs>
1: could tell that the unselfish, kindly spirit of Christmas was everywhere. The days that followed at the store were a touching testimonial to the power of the Yuletide to bring out the humanity in everyone. Drop that perfume, you sweet. Sweet. It's mine. <laughs> And miss, will you wrap this, please? Don't you do it, Miss. I saw it first. Really, lady. Don't you push me? Do you think I'll let you elbow me out into the aisle? Well, I was here first. You don't own this counter, lady. Please, you. Could we have a center well, job well, like in basketball. Well, don't you poke me with that umbrella? Well, I will if you push me. Now again. Stop, stop it! Stop it. it, both of you. I'm ashamed of you. Don't you realize it's Christmas time? Aren't you ashamed to be fighting like children? Well i never in my... The help they have these days. Fresh. I'm going to complain to the section manager. Wait a minute, dear. I'll go with you. I've never been so insulted in my life. I clung desperately to my starry-eyed devotion to Christmas in the face of continuous crowds, salesgirls locked in deadly battle over commissions and a mountain of return bottles of essence. I wanted so much to prove to Ruthie that you couldn't account for all of Christmas in sales slips and bonuses. You make a sale to that dang list? Oh, yes. Ruthie, it was so sweet. Sweet? Yeah, she obviously didn't have much money. She had to make sure the present was just right. She said it was for her daughter. She'd try all the cotton? Uh-huh. I was so touched, she'd try one, and then she'd be worried that her daughter wouldn't like it, and... Then she'd try another one. Did she finally buy some? Oh yes, a lipstick. The Circus Red Number Three. How did you know? The cheapest on the
5: counter. Honey, I got news for you. That dame is here every day. She is. Sure, she comes in and applies a complete makeup job from the samples. This isn't a department store to her. It's a free beauty parlor.
4: Oh. <laughs> young lady. I'll
1: help you, madam. Oh, thank you. That's so thoughtful of you. Would you like to sit down, madam? Oh, thank you so much. I've been shopping all morning. It's really too much for me at my age. I'm 67, you know. How wonderful. (laughs) Here, take this chair. Oh, look out for my umbrella, dear. Now, can I help you? Well, the doctor says I shouldn't go out shopping, you know, but I just couldn't let anyone else do my Christmas list, now could I? Of course not. That's just the way I feel. (sighs) Is it really, dear? Oh, it's so nice to find somebody who feels this way about Christmas. I was beginning to give up. Oh, don't you do it, dear. You keep your spirit up. I always do. (laughs) Christmas is my biggest time, you know. Oh, now that's
0: pretty. Uh, Mrs. Marriott.
1: uh, I beg your pardon?
0: I'm Gargan, store detective. I... So you the old lady. her, but I... Recognize her, hmm? Oh, no, you don't, Hattie. Stay right here. Let go of
1: me, you big ape, but... but... Sure,
0: this umbrella, Hattie. Every store in town's been on the lookout for her. That umbrella's loaded with jewelry and high-priced fountain pens. But she said that
1: Christmas... Is her
0: busiest time. Let
1: me go! Come
0: on, Hattie.
1: Put it all back. Let go of me before I stamp the toes right off those flat feet.
4: Oh! Oh, Merry
1: Christmas! By the time the 24th of December rolled around, I had decided that Dickens had been manifestly unfair to good old sensible Scrooge, and that the Cratchit family were probably ne'er do wells who got that way by squandering their money annually on shamefully extravagant Christmas balderoles. Finally, there was only minutes to go before the ceasefire. Boy, oh, boy. How are your feet, Liz? Numb. You're lucky.
5: I'll give you a card to my shiropitis. Thanks. Oh, there it is. Reprise. Thank goodness.
1: Oh, I can't wait to get home.
0: Miss. Oh, oh, miss, can you help me? Oh, no. I just rushed down here. The door was locked, but I tapped on it with a quarter and they let me in. I've just got to get some last-minute gifts.
1: You go ahead, Ruthie. I'll take it. Gee, thanks, Liz.
0: They're just a few last-minute gifts, this list. <laughs> Drop the fourth page.
1: Shall we begin at the beginning, sir? Oh
0: yes, I realize you're closing, but I just had to. Well, uh, now the first is Marcia.
1: Perfume.
0: Well, what do you think?
1: I don't know. Look, sir, it's after six. Oh, but of
0: course you don't know Marcia. Let me tell you about Marcia.
1: I proceeded to provide a short-term psychoanalysis of everyone on the list. And to get even, I sold him a giant bottle of essence for the last ten names. Finally, the last embattled customer had been back toward the doors and still snapping, herded out into the street.
5: Girl? Girl? Um, come on, Liz. This is Dowett's big moment. If we don't get there in a hurry, we'll miss the night before Christmas. Oh, God. Girl! Mm.
3: Well, it's all over again for this year. I know you all want to hurry home. But... Just a word before you go. I want you to know I appreciate everything you've done. And I'm sure that you'll all be glad to know that as of noon today, perfume and cosmetics was leading hosiery by seven points. With men's shirts tailing far behind. (laughs) Yes. Now, I have a little something for Christmas that I want to pass out. I know you'll all enjoy it. A pocketbook sized bottle of Essence. Oh, Nice. <laughs> of course, there isn't enough to go around, so it's just for the regulars. The extras can pick up their layoff slips on the way out.
4: <laughs>
3: Drop it.
1: Well, it's snowing. Yeah. A white Christmas and soggy shoes. Well, I suppose I'd better get home. It's been nice knowing you, Ruthie. I don't think I could have survived the slaughter without you. Ah, you've been swell, Liz. Look, I I thought maybe...
5: Well, (laughs) you were only an extra and you didn't get any presents. Here, you take mine. Oh, no, I couldn't. Sure, why not? Give it to your kid. She'll like it. But, Ruthie, you don't have to. Oh, I just kind of want to. You don't have to think of it as a Christmas present. (laughs) <laughs> well, guess I'll go to a movie. A movie? On Christmas Eve? Sure. All the jerks are home trimming those silly trees. You can get a seat. You mean you don't have any place to go? Don't you have any family? <laughs> Not that I speak to. I live in a room off on the west side. But, well, where will you have Christmas dinner tomorrow? Maybe a cafeteria. Christmas dinner is just dinner. Oh,
1: Ruthie. I don't care, really. Well, I do. You come home with me now. Oh, no, I couldn't. But you can't be all alone on Christmas Eve. Oh, why not? Let it match the
5: rest of the year. I don't care, really. I can take care of myself. doesn't make any difference to me.
1: Could I really go home with you? We'd love to have you. Really. Gee. Come on. We better hurry, or they'll have the tree all trimmed. There was a holly wreath on the door as we went in, and the smell of the fir tree filled the whole house. Suddenly I realized I wasn't sure how the family would react to a stranger, an intruder in our family Christmas. I closed the door slowly behind me. Uh, Ben? Emily? Hi. Pete, um, this is Ruth. Uh, hello. I, um, I uh, she didn't have anybody to... Uh, Well, I brought her home for
5: Christmas Eve. How would you do? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'd better go, Liz. I mean, after all, it's for your family. I don't really belong. Let me take your coat, Ruth. Do you sing
2: alto or soprano?
5: She can sit next to me. Gee, I'd love to.
1: I'd love to. Somehow, once again, the magic had taken place. The cash registers, the advertisements, the dollar signs faded away. And we had Christmas with us. Then Pete plugged in the lights on the Christmas tree.
4: Well, <gasps> All right, eh?
1: And Ben got out the old leather-bound Bible that used to be fathers and grandfathers before him. It was Christmas again.
2: And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Emily?
4: What child is this?
0: and Liz Marriott will be back in a moment. In the meantime, let us extend an invitation to all of you to drop by next week at this time for another half hour observation and transcription of the marriage written by Ernest Knorr. The NBC Radio Network offers its congratulations to two members of the family, Miss Candy and Mr. Cronin, on their fine performance in Sidney Howard's comedy Madam, Will You Walk? Playing now in New York at the Phoenix Theater. In tonight's cast of The Marriage were Denise Alexander, David Pepper, Ann Thomas, Norman Lloyd, Bryna Rayburn, Sylvia Davis, Kermit Murdoch, and James Stevens. The Marriage is an NBC Radio Network production directed by Edward King. This is Bob Denton speaking.
1: What are you sniffing, Ben?
2: Are you eating popcorn in bed?
1: No. It's essence. I put some behind my ear.
2: Mmm. Delicious.
1: Merry Christmas, darling.
2: Merry Christmas.
0: This program came to you from our Radio City studios in New York. Let a kitchen radio fill your day with the wonderful music on the NBC radio network.